Welcome to the End Time Podcast, where Jesus said that he had power to lay his life down and power to raise it up again. Any man can make a boast like that. Anyone can. But he proved his contention when he rose on Easter morning. When they pierced his hands and his feet and his side and the thorn crown on his head and he died yonder screaming for mercy at Calvary, when he was on earth, he looked like a man and he acted like a man. When he died there at Calvary, he screamed for mercy like a man. And he claimed he did nothing in himself but what the Father showed him, that he was a miracle worker. And when he was given into the hands of Pilate, how could they expect to see the Messiah of God stripped down with his clothes, stand there and beaten and bruised and mashed and crushed and spit on and not even open his mouth and say a word about it. They had broken their hearts. The very man who could stretch his hand out and say, Be still! And the winds and the waves obeyed him. The one who could stop a funeral procession, lay his hands upon the casket and say, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise! And he come forth. One who went into a broken home, a heartbroken home, where a daughter had just died. Jairus, a little priest who set himself with Jesus, he become a believer and he walked in and said, give peace because the damsel is not dead, she sleepeth. Surely they would have known, they would have known him. Surely there was something there. He walked in, took her by the hand, looked at her and said, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And the girl that was dead and her soul gone stood on her feet and lived again. How that when he went to the grave of Lazarus crying like a man and tears rolling down his cheeks and he wept and stood there and a man that had been dead four days and skin worms crawling in and out of his body but see him raise his little figure like that and say, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Think of that. He that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. How could they see a man with that kind of power hanging on Calvary with great mocking, gobs of soldier spit that had made fun of him, dropping from his beard while they jerked handfuls of his beard from his face, hit him on the head and said, prophesy and say who hit you. When they see Roman nails drove into his hands and in his feet, how could they see a man like that die? Because God required judgment and Christ took our judgment. How they were so disappointed, but he said he was God. He looked like him. He acted like him. He proved that he was God. And furthermore, he said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed.
welcome back to the end time podcast and what an introduction when we think about the cross and what he's done for us and how he died he was stripped naked on the cross he was hung in front of his friends his family his enemies and there he was dying for our sins for my sin for your sin and he came to fulfill what what was what you just read if the son therefore shall make you free you shall be free indeed and today we want to look at what are the effects of the cross What's the power that the cross has in my life and in your life? What can we tangibly see when, when we become a Christian, when we, become, when we accept Jesus by faith? What does it do for you? I think different things that it would do. I, I, you can feel free to jump in. I, I, I think about how he's a savior, how he's a healer, how he's a deliverer, how he's a, a present God that's with you all the time. He's your peace. He's your comfort. Yeah, absolutely. God is still all of these things. I just think in my own personal life, like God is still a healer. He still heals today. And I, I, I can remember in my own self, the best way to describe that is just in my own testimony that I've, I've had some serious back problems in the past where I've, I remember being at work and uh, not being able to move actually being hunched over and not being able to move my back at all. And, and, uh, I remember some uh, a foreman standing there and looking over at me saying, you know, here, I got this bag full of random pills. Just take what you want and, you know, something will help you. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I, I've, I believe the Lord's still a healer and I, I'm going to be okay. And, you know, maybe I could have rushed the doctor, but I'll tell you this. I've never been to the doctor this day to this day for my back. The doctor could help if God led you that way. Absolutely. Wow. Doctors are great. They do wonderful things, but... God is the healer. Right. And I just took us, it took him at his word on that. And I remember I, I went home. I was an hour and a half away from home. I drove myself home, um, not really being able to sit very well in, in a truck, but I made it home. And uh, I remember that night I just curled up in bed and I just laid on my side. My wife says, what's wrong? And I, I said, nothing. By the grace of God, everything's doing great. And I just curled up in bed and, into a little ball and I just started praying. I said, Lord, by when I woke up tomorrow, I know I'm going to be okay. I woke up to, the next day. I got out of bed. I went to work. I didn't have any pain. I was absolutely fine. And since then, I've honestly, I've hurt my back since then a couple more times. Every time, it's been the exact same experience where I've gone back home and I've just said, Lord, you healed me one time. You'll heal me again. And I've laid down there on my back. And I remember one time specifically, I came to church. It was on Wednesday night. We were having church here. And I was sitting the whole service in a pew here at the church in, at End Time Message Tabernacle. We've got some hard wooden pews that are just <laughs> lovely to sit in for the length of our services. But I sat in the pew for the entire service. And afterwards, uh, I remember the brother that was preaching, Brother Ed, and uh, he was preaching on on healing to some degree and, and on how when we pray for others and enter into the burden for others, you know, sometimes we can receive the benefit. Yeah. And he was literally preaching on that that night. And a brother came up to the front to get prayed for. And he and I sometimes go up and I'll help pray with them and just bind together in faith. As the Bible says, call for the elders of the church and uh, lay your hands on the sick and anoint them with oil and they shall recover. And uh, um, and I remember going up there and laying my hands on him and praying for him. And when you're going through the pain that someone else is going through, you can really enter into their burden. That's the beauty of the cross and that's the beauty of the life of Jesus is that he knows the pain that we go through no matter how bad or what it is. 
So he knows exactly what it is that we're going through. He knows how to enter into that with us, how to be yoked together with us in our burden and in our need. And for me just to be able to enter in with that brother and praying for him. And then I went down to the, to my seat and I realized I'm not in pain anymore. Praise the Lord. I didn't have a stitch of pain and I started moving around. I couldn't move the whole service hardly. I just sitting there and it just, anytime I had to tweak or stand up or sit down, it just, I was in so much pain. But after that, I felt I have, I went back up in front and began to testify because I said, God has completely delivered me from that day. I've never had my back hurt like that before or ever since then. And I can say God's still a healer today. Scripture says by his stripes were healed to paraphrase Absolutely. that. Amen. So that was what he paid for in the cross. Yeah. And not only is he just a healer, but God's also a deliverer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In Isaiah 61, it said he was there to, to, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to set at liberty, and, and to, to take those out of the prison. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Yeah. But he was there to be able to set people free. People free. And, you know, I, I can talk about deliverance. And mine, you know, in the world... There's so many things you, you you come to the world and you're born with, right? You know, habits, things you get from, you know, what they'll call a human grab bag or whatever it is, right? Um, some people get temper, some people get lust, some people get this or the other, right? And you just go through your life struggling with it over and over again. And it almost seems like there's no way you can come out of it. But the cross made a way out of it. He came to set free, as we read in that scripture, that, you know, if he said that you were free, then you are free indeed. And if you can receive it, it truly brings deliverance. And, you know, you can have people today, you know, perhaps you're struggling with, I don't know, like one of the common ten. I mean, I would talk as a man, you know, that you find many people struggle with as, as boys or whatever is, is, you know, you find them struggle with lust or something like that. And it almost seems like you just can't break out of it. Yeah. But I can testify to you to say, God is the deliverer of that. He's able to set you free that, you know, the same thing that you struggle with, it might cross by your eyesight without you want, but there'll be something in you that would just have no more desire. It's almost like a miracle that happens. Like literally he takes that desire away, but now, don't get me wrong. It's not that he takes a desire away that you, it is normal to have an attraction, but the desire, the wrong way of that attraction is taken away. You know, it's completely vanished away. And at Calvary, when he said that, you know, it's finished, you're free. That completely set you free. And I can testify you that to say, you know, that struggle of, you know, the burden of, you know, lust or whatever it is, it is possible to be set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll testify with you. That's exactly the truth. That it is still, I love that scripture that we read in and keep quoting it over and over again, but he's free indeed. It doesn't say he's free from this and this and this and this. You're free indeed. You put in there whatever you want to put in there. He came to set you free from that. He had a purpose in that, that whatever you're encaptivated by, whatever's got a hold on your life, he came to proclaim liberty to you. While you're talking about the cross, a picture comes to my mind. When that man called Jesus hanging on the cross, when I first was a sinner, when I was a young Man, I was walking on the street, and uh, somebody had a, a TV, uh, and I walked by the window, and I saw, I think they were watching, uh, they were watching 
a movie that the world has made about the crucifixion of Christ. And when, that, and when I saw that picture, that man covered in blood, and, uh, and I didn't know what, who that man was at that time. Somebody explained me, told me, that it's Jesus that died, that died for you on the cross. When I saw that, I said, he paid something that I couldn't pay. He went for me and, and paid a price. And with that picture in mind, I believe that anyone who come to that cross and see and understand and believe what really meant that sacrifice on the cross, that person cannot be the same. Because if we understand that through that blood that was shed on that cross, our sins will wash away. If we come to recognize him as a savior through that price that he paid. When I began to study the Bible, knowing about Jesus a little bit more, I understood that no man could go and pay a price for a human being. And that sacrifice has to be paid by God alone. Because he, ha he has loved the world and he has a people in his mind that one day he would need to be redeemed. And he came and died for you and for me. But we need to understand what happened that day. That day in Calvary was a unique day. If you are a person that you're a Christian and you have seen price that was paid, we need to live a life to give a testimony to, to the world that we will be washed by that blood. Um, I want to read a scripture here, Luke 9.23. It says, Jesus is speaking, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. What it means daily. Every day. We need to live a life before Christ because we understand that He requires holiness. He requires to live a life clean before Him. Luke 14, 27, He says, Whosoever do not bear His cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That's exactly right. You have to take your cross and follow Him daily. Because we in ourselves, we can't live holy. We, we can't overcome all these things. It's him that has overcome it. Somewhere in the scripture, he would say, you know, he has overcome the world. He has overcome the sickness. He has overcome the, the temptation. He has overcome all of that. And now he's wanting to come in you and prove that he has done it. And he wants to live it in you to say, you can be an overcomer because he comes and lives in you. And one last thing I want to say is, when he, when he, when he died on the cross, just before he died, there's something that he said. He said, it is finished now that means everything was finished everything everything you, you want to name wh whatever you want to name any kind of sickness you want to name it was finished any kind of temptation you want to name it was finished everything was finished the scripture says in isaiah chapter 53 verse 3 he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Being wounded, broken, beaten, torn but he knows his way back home so from calvary's cross where they bruised him 
mashed him, tore him like a bunch of wolves upon him. He made his flight from Calvary, and he landed on heaven's door saying, It's finished. It's finished. They're free. Sickness can be healed now. Sinners can be saved. The captive can be set free. Though he was bruised and wounded, that great battle there, when even everything against him, even the poet cried out, mid-rendering rocks and darkening skies, my Savior bowed his head and died. But the opening veil revealed the way to heaven's joy and endless day.